This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Republicans are confident they found an issue that can help them unseat President Joe Biden and expand their control of the Hill. Fossil fuels. The GOP's House campaign arm is planning a 2024 push that includes major economic priorities found in H.R. 1, the sprawling energy bill that Republicans passed in the House back in March. Republicans have also wrapped that bill into legislation they approved on Wednesday, laying out their demands in the national debt standoff. Now, so far, though, the voters they're hoping to attract don't seem to care, according to polling shared with Politico. But Republicans we've talked to still have faith in their message and are actually doubling down. So today, Politico's Zach Coleman and I break down why the GOP believes its energy plan is a winner on the 2024 campaign trail. It's Friday, April 28th. This strategy is essentially marrying the 2022 midterms message, which is Joe Biden and his energy policies are causing high prices in the U.S. that's hurting your pocketbooks with the actual legislation that Republicans are putting on the floor and passing. In the 22 midterms, you couldn't have said, well, Republicans are doing something about it because they didn't have control of any chamber of Congress. Now they do have the House. They have passed this broad legislation that repeals enormous swaths of the Inflation Reduction Act, which is Biden and Democrats' climate-fighting law. And it actually would roll back a lot of current permitting laws, which in some cases are supported by Democrats. But broadly speaking, this whole package, Democrats don't support a lot of these permitting changes and environmental law changes that would make it easier to produce fossil fuels. I mean, the Republican Party is talking about how this would benefit all energy sources, but at the same time, they're cutting the Inflation Reduction Act and really emphasizing that this is good for fossil energy, domestic gas and oil, and and even in some cases, coal. And that's the difference here, that they're making this case that fossil energy is cheaper and will be better for you and your family. So vote for us, vote Republican. Right. But so far, interestingly, the voters they're hoping to attract with this message don't seem to care, according to some polling that you got access to. So what did that find? Yeah. And so this is some polling from a group called Building America's Future. It's backed by a bunch of Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis allies. So this is a Republican-leaning poll. And it showed that most Republicans and independents and certainly Democrats were unaware of the biggest Republican policy push in energy, which is permitting changes to make it easier to build energy infrastructure. So already here you have a disconnect between what the Republicans say is going to be one of their biggest serious legislative accomplishments, which is making it easier to build stuff, and what voters actually see them doing. So for Republicans, the challenge is translating what they're actually doing in a digestible way that voters can understand. But, you know, at the same time, like clean energy has been pretty popular in public opinion polling. And if what the Republicans are going to say is that Joe Biden's green policies are what's hurting you, it's not clear exactly what this message is going to do or who it appeals to. Now, there was some polling in that same survey that showed that when people frame this legislative push on changing permitting laws as something that will lower your costs that people really got behind this idea of changing permitting. But it's really just never that simple when you are going to try to, again, 
How many times have I said permitting in this conversation? Like, how often do you have conversations about permitting with your friends and family? I mean, this is it's not the easiest sell. But, you know, we found that Republicans still have faith in the message. And they're actually doubling down on that despite the polling we just talked about. So, I mean, Josh, I, you have some insight into that. You've been on the Hill. You've been talking to people. Why are they sticking with it? Yeah, so Republicans are still sticking with this legislation. We saw them advance it again as part of their debt ceiling bill just this week and even repeal more of the Inflation Reduction Act's clean energy incentives. And they argue that, look, I mean, this bill and again, I mean, now tying it to the debt ceiling bill, it's very sprawling. So it's hard to nuance. And they say that's not important. But just broadly, inflation will still be an issue in the 2024 election, more than likely, even if it's come down somewhat. So they think that still broadly their message has pertinence. They're really going to play up the need to build stuff. So maybe the term permitting might not be front and center, but just kind of broadly, we need to build all sorts of infrastructure and also tying that to reducing reliance on China, which has been a key theme of House Republicans this year. And it depends on the messenger, like the HR1 is very broad, as we said. So if you're a Pete Stauber, he's a Republican from Minnesota, where there's a proposed mine that Biden has put the brakes on, you know, he can really play up the critical mineral pieces, the elements designed to really spur mining and develop some of these materials needed for green technologies. If you're Garrett Graves, who's, you know, positioned himself as this vocal climate advocate, as it happens for a Republican, he can play up how permitting might help the clean energy side. But if you're a tried and true conservative and from a fossil fuel district or state, you can really play up oil and gas and what this would would mean. So, you know, it depends on the messenger, but they still argue there's There's an audience. But Zach, how are Democrats really viewing this strategy by the GOP? And what are some risks in it? Yeah, I mean, for Democrats, they ran on passing Inflation Reduction Act. They ran on supporting clean energy. So for them, it's not something to run from for most of the party. I mean, there were some Democrats for that voted for the Republicans' energy bill. But What they're saying is this is exactly the same playbook that Republicans ran in 2022. And look, the American public sent even one more Democratic senator to Washington and losses in the House were not nearly as bad as envisioned. So I think for Democrats, the thing for them is they're trying to explain that their policies are popular and that they actually could reduce costs over time by limiting the volatility in fossil fuel prices, commodity prices that Americans have had to endure that has actually caused a lot of the price spikes in recent months. So for them, their whole approach is if you want to continue to endure these maddening price swings that are really hurting your pocketbook, then go with the GOP plan. Like Then hitch your wagon to fossil fuels, which is the reason you're riding this wave of higher costs. So I think that's where they're going to land on this. And you know also they're going to say that Republicans are not really supporting a clean energy plan here. They're hacking away at a lot of the policies that are popular with independents and Democratic voters, which is supporting alternative energy. I think one of the risks for them, though, is if prices do remain high going into the election, that there still might be some pressure on Democrats to do something a little different in moderate states. Montana, West Virginia, Arizona, Michigan, these are all Senate seats that are up for grabs, Ohio included, and ones that Democrats have to defend. So those are going to be key races to maintain their Senate majority. 
Also, Republican lawmakers are urging the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to take concrete steps to improve the reliability of the power grid, including potentially revisiting the organized markets that dominate the U.S. electricity system. Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming, Representative Kathy McMorris-Rogers of Washington, and Representative Jeff Duncan of South Carolina all sent letters to FERC commissioners Wednesday evening. The letters pressed the agency about the benefits of regional transmission organizations and the challenges of transitioning to a zero-emissions power grid. The letter from McMorris, Rogers, and Duncan specifically also called on FERC to conduct a, quote, thorough, unbiased analysis on the reliability impacts of competitive markets and a growing debate over whether those markets should be expanded to unorganized regions in the West and Southeast. That kind of study hasn't been done since FERC directed market expansion at the turn of the century. For more news on energy and environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Norman Malichael is the podcast producer. Brooke Hayes edited the podcast this week. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back on Monday. <laughs>